Okay. Welcome back to Blazing Rye Radio here with October Project. Um, do you guys take the other 11 months off? We need something to do. We need it. We need it. It's a hard job. 24-7 for a whole month. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. You need the other 11 months. The Miami Herald called you guys bell weavers. Can you cast a spell on me right now? Yeah. I bet you think you're standing on a rooftop. Yeah, I do. We're in Miami. Really? Okay, fair enough. Um... Your upcoming 10-song uh, full band record is now split up into two piano EPs, Uncovered and More Uncovered. Is there a different theme to each EP? Is there a reason why the songs are separated? Well, the reason no. was logistical. It okay. was that, you know, um, as we finished them, we, yeah, we wanted to get them out quickly because okay. half the time went. Well, and also, you know, actually, I don't think we had the intention of sending all of them out. We were really just going to give people a taste. And the response that we got to the first five songs, people were very excited about it, especially a lot of our uh, fans are musicians themselves. Uh -huh. So when they were there just hearing the architecture of the songs, they were like, oh, we'd like to hear it so we can have the comparison and watch it grow from where it is right now. Basic. And, right. You know, like, a, like that building yeah, that we're watching be built. And they enjoy how it comes together because a lot of them are in the same process mm -hmm. that we are. They were pointing out to me that the there's the building next to the Freedom Tower looks like it's uh, like a lollipop right now, like it's on a. Where lollipop is cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Marina, it said that you have sensually angelic vocals. Have you met a lot of sensual angels? Uh, she's not telling. <laughs> okay. It's true. No, I think I have. Yeah, you might have. If they weren't when she met them, they were when she said, ah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, Julie, you are trained in acting and classical piano. Has the transition into singing been challenging or seamless? Oh. Singing is like acting on a high wire between the world trade centers and we're still here. It's just so much different. You know, I, I, I'm not a, I was a stage break kind of a person. Sure. 
you know, we kind of are, are we going to that? We like to get to know Yeah. I, I like you're about to be invited to sing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Um, I, I would rap before I sing because that's that's always the way of getting out of singing at karaoke or whatever you do. Rap I'm sure you can just yeah. recite. Thank yeah. you. I think I'm gonna go learn some Eminem songs. That's what I do. That's what I go to. <laughs> yeah, lose yourself. Yeah, his is that Eminem Rihanna. Which part do you do? Rihanna. <laughs> You're also a hypnotist? Yes, right? I am. That's okay. my main thing. So in reading your bio, it almost seems as though you write hypnotized listeners. Is that accurate? I use a lot of a lot of language, and music, of course, does most of the work uh-huh. of that. But I, a lot of what I'm treating is what's called Ericksonian hypnosis, which is all about an Italian story so that somebody gets better. Mm-hmm. We're using words for energy in such a way that people can... Um, use their minds better, get well from an illness, have a complete change of life. It's pretty powerful. Do you ever use your hypnotizing skills to get what you want? Are you here? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Miami. <laughs> right. You're actually in my office. Right? <laughs> How do you feel? In the chair? <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared of you putting me in all these places and then me walking over ah, the desk and something and falling off the ledge. Safety first, I <laughs> So, um, I, I promise we'll get to you in a second. Okay. <laughs> you can hear yourself from Richard Wade and TJ Hardy.
to write a course on what it is the Beatles do. What's your favorite Beatles album? This is another unpopular choice, but for some reason, and it's considered their worst album, I like the White Album. The White Album? Consider their worst album? It's, considered, it's considered the album that should have been hacked at the <laughs> You know, they, uh -huh. they allowed every thought that the Beatles had at that moment in the years to get into that album. And even uh, George Martin, the producer, said, we could have left that album out and no one would have really I love the fact that there's really good and really bad. And and I do like the later stuff generally rather than the loving the love the girl loves. I probably the most popular choice, Sergeant Pepper deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite? Oh, I'm actually thirsty. Yeah, that's like yeah. I also hear Miranda here really influenced by Justin Bieber.
got a couple of months. Emil's going to Los Angeles to finish the final phases, right? And I want to hear the opinions on whether I have ruined these songs <laughs> by producing them with muscularity. All right? That's the question I have. Some species are. A lot of testosterone to the estrogen there. Thank you. Blazing Rye Radio, October Project. Thank you. That's Blazing Rye Radio in Zeta. How are you doing? Good. Good to see you. Are you related to actor Charles Bronson? And why not? Actually, his name is not actually his birth name. not Charles what was it? I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Right now you're in the middle. I see. I see. Oh, in actual answer for that. Well, you're kind of in the middle. Oh, not original. Your beard is marvelous. How do you maintain it in all its glory? I do brush it sometimes. Oh, look at that. You get food in it. It's in deep now sometimes. Okay. You're releasing a 22-song uh, autobiographical concept record that started because of a failed relationship. That must have been some girl. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was some relationship. Okay. And is there a reason you're releasing the second half of the story first and then releasing the other half of the prequel later on? What's the uh, reason behind it? Um. Actually, just because I, I was doing the entire thing as one record, I was thinking of doing it as a double record, and then I just decided I wanted to get something out into the world. And the second half, actually, was the more current one. So I, was, I wanted to do the more immediate stuff. Put it out. Playing, I know I've been playing a bunch of Actually, 
Um, but actually, you can the, the album that that was kind of the initial thing on the homepage of my website was, was the two song download, which is still there, and you can still get that. But the the album itself on the music page of my website is um, pay what you want right now, which will not be forever, but for time being at least, possibly at least the next month, it'll be you can go on there and you can pay whatever you want, and you could download the whole album. With pay what you want, do you ever find that sometimes people overpay? Uh, it hasn't happened yet extremely. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, some family members were sure. doing a lot of, you know, nothing crazy to put that way. Okay. I, I have no one's paid a thousand dollars for the record. A hundred? A hundred, you know, again, family, oh, close yeah. friends, sure. sometimes they, they really want to support, which is, which is amazing. I yeah. love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Support, good music. Tell me about your selection of Maria Nexum. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Maria Nexum. As your female counter vocalist? Yeah. Um, well, she's fantastic. She's a very, very thriving uh, solo career of her own. She's actually in Europe right now. And um, she, my, my twin brother, Jeremy, drummer in the band, introduced me to her, actually. We heard her at a gig. I was I was casting to the, that the female vocal part of the record. Which is a very important part of the record. And, um, and I was about to bring in one other female vocalist and my brother me to look at the song in Girl Maria before you offer this part to anyone else. Five years ago. Uh, you got to check this girl out. She was amazing. I went to her website, I listened to some of her stuff, and then I contacted her. We got in touch, and it was, we liked it off right away. You know, very encouraging in my musical whole thing. Songwriter, composer, singer. Very directorial the way you talk about music, uh, yeah. casting, and casting yeah. part of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're aware, but I, I produced for the record as well, and that's um, a lot of times when I explain to people what people say, what I do is produce the record, and the, the way I describe it is exactly analogous to being a director. To, in the studio, the you know the producer really has that role where it's kind of the lead creative role that's not the artist. And a lot of times, obviously, we know now with a lot of musicians, a lot of artists, they don't write the music, they're performers, so yeah. speak, and the producer is, in that case, only, you know, the main creative role. But so you're sort of in there trying to elicit the, the greatest performance that you can get out of, out of any given musician, whether it's a bass player or whether it's a keyboard player, a vocalist, or a vocalist. Cool. It's said that when you go back and listen to your songs repeatedly, that you can hear more instruments than maybe you would have picked on, up on the first time. Is that intentional, or is that something that just happened? Um, I would say that, that uh, kind of the sound that I had in my head was very big for, for this record, not the next record. I've actually written uh, a few records actually since this, this concept record that is out right now. And uh, they're much more simplified in terms of the overall vision of it. But, but the long lost story, the story was out now, was a, it was a big sound I had in my head. So I just kept layering on until I kind of filled in every every piece of the scene, so there are a lot of people. Um, you quoted as saying, uh, 
I listen. I love listening to instrumentation and arrangement. It gets me off. Can we make sure there's no instruments around here during this interview? Um, what's it like having a mother who loves music but having no distinct taste for rock? Oh, it's, it's, I mean, I love my mother. Infinitely. Uh-huh. So it's great. And, uh, but I'd say it was great because it was, it, was, it was formative in a, in a number of ways because the, the fact that there was rock played in my household a lot um, meant that it was kind of uh, very exciting and almost taboo for me growing up as a kid. So I, so I really gravitated towards it when I heard it anywhere and it kind of really pulled me closer to it. Sure. Yeah. Um, now, when can uh, listeners expect your your prequel album, David Bronson, Attack of the oh. Clones, to be released? There you go. Um, uh, right now, I'm debating whether or not to put it out as a single, whole and finished thing, dropping it out like I did with Story in about a year, or um, very possible I might I might release this kind of song by song okay. over the course of the next year. Maybe digitally. two or three months digitally yeah. and then once the last song is out or the you know, after a good portion of the record is out, then I might do a physical and official kind of album launch. It's gonna be vinyl or CD. do people make CDs anymore? Yes. It, absolutely. It hasn't gone back to vinyl, or it's both. It's both now. It's both. It's absolutely vinyl and CD. And right now, Story is only available on CD, but I, I'm hoping in the next few months to press it in vinyl because I love vinyl. I have, you know, record home, and I, 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 I take that a lot. So, um, so when it makes sense, I will press it in vinyl. And I Follow him at Bronson David on Twitter and go to davidbronsonmusic.com. David, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.